Life Significantly with President Tim Trainer. This podcast provides our listeners with an opportunity to learn more about the Mount, our alumni, and how we live significantly. We're very excited for what is coming up next for Live Significantly and can't wait to offer you an inside look into the Mount. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce President Tim Trainer. Hello, and welcome to the Mount St. Mary's University podcast, Live Significantly with President Tim Trainer. This is Tim, and I'm very pleased to serve as a 26th president of Mount St. Mary's University. It is my true pleasure to welcome Dr. Bernard Franklin to the Live Significantly podcast. Dr. Franklin is the vice president for student life. Bernard, it's great to have you here at the Mount. Please, will you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes, sir. I've been at the Mount now since August of 2018. I came to this fine, great university from Kansas State University. I have about 30 years in student life. I had an undergraduate um, undergraduate career that was successful, and it convinced me, propelled me to consider higher education as an option for a career, and I've enjoyed it very much. So. It's an honor to serve with you, sir, and it's an honor to be here at the Mount to serve with our students. Thank you, Bernard. And Bernard is is uh, being quite n- not telling us all about himself. This is a very distinguished and accomplished man, and we are so fortunate to have him at the Mount. I <laughs> one of my I, I got to tell you, it's one of my uh, I'll say biggest coups was uh, 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 getting Dr. Franklin to join us. So. Um, and, and one of the things I've recognized, uh, Bernard, is that you specialize, you truly specialize in cultivating and sustaining a culture of calm and excellence in high-pressured learning environments. What is it like for you dealing with, the, with COVID-19 and adapting to the situation at hand? That's a great question. So for me, with a background in counseling, counseling psych, uh, I, I really enjoy and appreciate uh, just being still and being quiet. And so trying to establish that in my student life culture, helping staff understand what it's like to just calm, listen, be present, understand all of the things around us. Uh, That's really important. Um, You know, I I have my staff think about often the statements that we hear from the airlines when we're getting ready to go up in the air. They'll advise parents to first put on your oxygen mask and then put on the oxygen mask for your child or whoever's with you. I think it's the same thing for student life professionals. We have to have good, proper self-care and be able to manage uh, where we're at before we can give students proper self-care. Bernard, what have you seen as the major obstacles regarding students being back on campus? Well, I think, as we have probably seen in many other campuses, it's just the adjustment. Going from a campus where students had many opportunities to move about, um, our upper-class students are adjusting to that. Um, But our first-year students, students coming in, they don't have a previous experience. They don't understand um, or they don't have any objections or any real anxiety about what was because they don't know what was. So for them, it's really about um, how do I meet people, how do I grow, how do I develop uh, in a social justice and social distanced environment. So I think those are the major pieces. How do we, how do we create an environment for our students 
um, in a COVID period that at the same time allows them to have great interaction, but keep them distanced. Thank you, Dr. Franklin. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. At Mount St. Mary's, the extraordinary experience we have here will create careers and lives that matter out there. Because from the minute we arrive and for every moment that follows, we live significantly. Welcome back. We are seeing many schools open and close right now. Bernard, what has the Mount been doing to assure our students and their families that we will remain open? I think we have a a regular conversation with students about all the protocols and behaviors that students need to have to keep us open. Um, So having conversations about social distancing, having conversations about wearing their face mask, Uh, Most students, I would say a good 90% or more are following those guidelines. And so I think we're doing well in that area. Um, We have set up our classrooms so that our instructors can have at least half of the students in the classroom. Um, We have good facilities that are spread out for uh, food and food consumption. Students can even buy food and go back to their residence hall rooms if they want to. So I think um, as a campus, we have done, I think, pretty well in in a short amount of time to adjust to all the things that we need to do to create an environment for our students to be healthy and safe. It's a great thing that Bernard has a counseling background because he deals with stress a lot and our students are under stress. So when it comes to handling stressful situations like this one, What is the most important thing you've seen to keep in mind when you're trying to navigate through stress? Again, um, as I said a few minutes ago, self-care is critical. Self-care for the professionals, uh, for the folks that work with students. Um, All of us are like um, uh, people. We understand uh, the challenges of coming to a campus and having Uh, an environment that's much different than what students might have experienced when they were in high school. And so part of it is just helping staff and adults learn to listen. Listen is so critical um, to students so they can get their anxiety out. Um, So being fresh, being having proper self-care, proper rest, being available um, so that students feel um, this adult that's working with me is approachable and loving and kind. Bernard, as always, you're spot on, you know, emphasizing self-care and that we listen, truly listen to what people are saying is so important when dealing uh, with stressful situations. A new study from Brown University suggests that coronavirus will undo months of academic gains for many students. How has the Mount been preparing for this certainty and how will we make uh, sure students are getting the best out of their college education. 
Another great question. I've been working with our symposium instructors and the symposium staff, and that's a program for our incoming first-year students. And the symposium is unlike any first-year student program I've worked with at any other college or university. This gives students an opportunity to meet faculty in real time, to have an opportunity to connect with faculty, um, to have an opportunity to ask all of those nuances, all of those questions that are odd or different or weird. Students have almost 24-7 contact uh, with their symposium instructor. So I think we are well prepared to helping students not lose academic gains, but to stay current, to stay relevant. And it's really, really, uh, Dr. Trainer, it's really up to the student. The student should be reaching out. And I think we've created an environment with the symposium that gives students the freedom um, to do that. Thanks, Bernard. Let's take a final break and we'll be back to wrap up this edition of Live Significantly. you have many options when it comes to giving. So why not choose your mountain home? From enhancing academic offerings to athletic programming, your support ensures that our students continue to lead lives of significance. To make your gift, visit msmary.edu today. Another study that came out by Boston University states, Data from March, April, and May show that 60% of students say the pandemic has made it more difficult for them to access mental health services. Bernard, how has the Mount been preparing to help students' mental health during the reopening of school? Dr. Trainer, this is one area that I have been um, extremely excited and um, honored to be a part of. You have helped us to enhance our mental health services. We have... Um, and I, I say this genuinely, um, three of the best professional counselors anywhere that I've worked with, our director is spot on in understanding what students need. So we've, we have made available to our students the ability to have remote access to our counselors. So if they're on um, remote locally, if they're in Baltimore or surrounding area and they want to call and access a counselor, they can. Or if they're in a residence hall and they say, I don't want to march over to McGowan, uh, we can have remote access from our residence halls to our uh, therapists. Those, those kinds of things just don't happen everywhere. Our counselors are available 24-7. Um, Gerald has made himself available. Uh, we recognize this is a stressful anxious period. And so we're doing all we can to meet the demands uh, for our students. And Bernard, you and your team with Gerald and everybody else has done a great job in uh, repurposing and focusing our uh, counseling services to best meet the needs of our students. So thank you for doing that. As our final question, do you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our listeners? Dr. Trainer, what I've been saying to students and again to our staff, we can easily wallow in misery and talk about how the virus is keeping us from doing this or that. I think we have to ask ourselves from time to time, what's positive that can come out of a virus? What's positive that can come out of this experience? And so what I've challenged students, what can I do? What behavior can I change that would make me successful 
uh, if I come in as a freshman, that would impact my ability to perform and live life of significance when I'm done here. And so those things might be I could learn how to study, I could learn how to be disciplined, I could have a to-do list, I could do all those things that I might not do if I had an open campus. So I think if, if we can just encourage people to think about the positive, what can I learn from this experience? What can I gain from this experience and not just wallow in the negative? We hear negative every day all over the place. How do I... How do I how do I live um, um, in my present state and live with dignity and live with respect? So I, I, those are those are words that I encourage our staff um, to think. What's the positive that can come out of a virus? You're so spot on, uh, Bernard. You know we're pounded daily with negative news, uh, and it's so good to hear you talk about it. Let's focus on the positive and what can we learn. What can we all learn from this experience, not just about ourselves, but about the world and how we can best help each other and help each other find their path to leading that life of significance? Unfortunately, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, Dr. Franklin, for taking the time to talk with us today about how you live a life of significance through hard work, dedication and leadership. Be sure to visit the Mount's website at msmary.edu backslash podcasts to learn more about how others are living a life of significance. Thank you and go Mount. Go Mount.